And as we speak about humility and as we speak about harmony, I mean, it kind of leads into this message this morning as we continue our series in James entitled Just Do It. Because that's what James is talking about. And I know we don't have a lot of time left in the, in the service, but bear with me because what James has to say is, is really important because James tells us how to best relate to others. If you want to talk about harmony and unity, like we kind of experience on this trip, uh, on this trip it really just takes a, a specific attitude. And I want to tell you what James says. So let's dive right in. Chapter 3, verse 18. And this is what James says. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness, a harvest of righteousness. James is suggesting that in everyday relationships, we're all planting seeds. And we can either plant seeds of peace, or we can plant seeds of anger, jealousy, insecurity. You see, there's all kinds of seeds that we can plant. So what he's telling us that you're inevitably going to reap what you sow in your relationship. So he's just suggesting to us this morning that it should be peace that we plant. So the question for us this morning is, how do we do that? And the short answer you're going to discover as we go through the scripture, the short answer is wisdom. We need to learn how to be wise in our relationships because we often treat people in very foolish ways and we provoke the exact same opposite behavior that we would normally like to see from them. So go back to chapter 3, verse 13, and this is what James says. He says, who is wise and understanding among you? He's, at, he's starting by asking a question. Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. So the first thing that he says in verse 13 is that, that wisdom is a lifestyle, that it has nothing to do with intelligence or education, and it has everything to do with relationships and our character. Now, keep in mind that when James is writing this, he is writing to the early church, and at that time, they were experiencing a lot of conflict, much like us today, because I don't recall a time where we're more divided as a nation than we are today. I mean, think about it. Pick any topic, immigration, pick, a, you know, healthcare, gun control, there's more that divides us that unite us. Recently, I read an article about all the homeless problem that is happening on the Santa Ana River Trail. For those of you who do not know, there's a big encampment there. And I read this article in the OC Times, and there was hundreds of people that weighed in on this subject. All of them with a, a lot of different opinions. I, I imagine a lot of them are very educated, intelligent, maybe a lot of them with experience on the subject, all weighing in, all saying different things like, you know, we should create programs that'll help them, these kind of problems or that kind of problems. Some people were saying, you know, we're just enabling them. Some people are saying they're a drain on our society. They, they like to be homeless. They don't want to, or they just do it to avoid taxes. And my point is that they just go on and on and on and on about all these opinions that they have. And I, and I wonder, as I read some of these, and I know, again, that there, some of these are very intelligent people with experience, probably even on the subject, but, but I wonder how many of these people have actually ever talked to a homeless person? I wonder how many of these people have actually done anything for a homeless person, whether either, either help them or feed them. You know, James would gather all of these people in a room allow all of these educated people and say, and ask them, who here 
is wise and understanding among you. And I have to imagine that there's a few people with confidence that would raise their hands because they're, they know their subject matter. And then James would tell them, well, show me your works. And here's a key. Show me your works in humility. You see, the very fact that they raised their hand already disqualifies them because that means they're not humble and therefore not wise. Because what James is telling us here is that wisdom equals humility. In fact, James says that, that it's not a matter of what you say with your lips or what you have to say on different topics, but it's a matter of how you live your life. In other words, it's not a matter of words, but a matter of works. And not so much the diplomas on the walls, but your disposition that really shows how wise you are. And here's the bottom line. It is how you relate and get along with other people that really determines how wise you really are. Because James tells us that it is a lifestyle. He says that wisdom creates and it causes humility. And in contrast, as we read on in verse 14, he tells us the type of wisdom that is not from heaven and therefore not from God. Read it with me. It says, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but earthly, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. James says that lack of wisdom causes all, all kinds of problems. Disorders, chaos, confusion. So ask yourself this morning, if you have some confusion at home, if you have chaos at work, if your life is a mess, then maybe what we need this morning is the wisdom that James is talking about. Because lack of wisdom causes all kinds of problems in our lives. And James tells us that you will know how wise you are by how you relate to other people. And in verse 17, he gives us the characteristics of the type of wisdom that he wants us to have. He says, but wisdom that comes from heaven, he just told us the wisdom that doesn't come from heaven. And now he's going to give us a list of these characteristics. He says, first of all, it's pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. So James is teaching us here how to seek these harmonious relationships. And the first thing that he tells us is that we need to have godly wisdom that is pure. And pure means uncorrupted in first in first John chapter three. This word is used to refer to Christ's character. Because if I'm really being genuine and if I'm wise, I'm going to be authentic. That means I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to cheat. In fact, Proverbs tells us that the man of integrity walks securely. Meaning that he's not afraid to be found out because he doesn't say one thing to one group and a different thing to another group. You know, someone said that no man has a good enough memory to be a habitual liar because eventually they're going to slip up and be found out. And if you have integrity, that means you walk with confidence and you walk securely in your relationships. And if I'm wise, I'm not going to compromise my integrity. But then he tells us that, tells us that godly wisdom is also peace-loving. Peace-loving means that if you're wise, you're going to work and maintaining harmony. And it's interesting because all the guys that talked about our trip to Mexico were talking about harmony and unity because there has to be an element here of being peace-loving, meaning that they're not always looking for a fight. 
Have you guys ever met someone who's always looking for a fight? I've met a few people like that over my lifetime. You know, I heard about one guy who was so argumentative that he would only eat food that disagreed with him. <laughs> Took you guys a while. If you're smart, by the way, that, that's it. That's all I got. That's as good as it gets. If you're smart, it basically this is telling us that you're not going to antagonize people's anger. Proverbs 23 tells us that any fool can start arguments. The wise thing is to stay out of them. And there's three things that, that typically, not always true, but typically start arguments. The first one is comparing when we say things like, you're just like, or why can't you be like, or why can you, or what about, hey, well, my first husband or my first wife, can you imagine saying that? Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians that it is unwise to compare. So the second thing that causes arguments is condemning. When we say things like, it's all your fault, or you should be ashamed, or we use words like, you always, you never, you ought to, you should, you shouldn't. You know, someone once said that you can bury a marriage with a lot of little digs. The third thing is contradicting. And for this, I just ask you a question. Have you guys like to be interrupted mid-sentence? It's frustrating, Right? Basically, James is telling us, if we're wise, you don't sweat the small stuff. You know, the secret of wisdom is knowing what to overlook. Some things are just not worth the fight. Wisdom, James tells us, is peace-loving. If I'm wise in my relationships, I won't compromise my integrity. I won't antagonize the anger, because Proverbs tells us that a wise man controls his temper, and he knows that anger causes mistakes. Have you ever, ever do anything in anger, anything dumb or stupid in anger? I'm guilty of that a little bit sometimes. Because anger causes mistakes, especially on the basketball court. That happens to me all the time. The third thing that, that James is telling us about godly wisdom is that it has to be considerate. And considerate means mindful of the feelings of others. And there's this common mistake that if I don't feel the way you feel, that means that I think your feelings must be invalid, illogical, irrational, or maybe even silly. And James says that wise people are considerate. They don't minimize other people's feelings because we don't have to accept them to, in order to understand them. In fact, Proverbs tells us that kind words bring life, but cruel words crush your spirit. So typically what happens is that when we react to people's emotions, we tend to say things that hurt. We often end up belittling, people, belittling people's feelings and we put people down or we play psychologists by saying things, you know, I know why you're feeling this way and then we tell them. You know, we end up being condescending towards people and James says that if I'm going to be wise in my relationship, I'm not going to minimize other people's feelings. In other words, we're going to be considerate. And then he tells us that, tells us that godly wisdom is submissive. And that means that a wise person can learn from anybody. That means they're not stubborn. They're willing to learn. Their wisdom is submissive. And this word is used only one time in the New Testament. And when you study it, it actually means to be reasonable. In fact, the, the Revised Standard Version of the Bible says that it's open to reason. And the Living Bible tells us that it allows discussion. So ask yourself this morning, are you a reasonable person? Can your kids reason with you? The Bible says that if you're wise, you're going to be reasonable. I mean, have you ever had somebody ever tell you, hey, when I want your opinion, I'll give it to you? <laughs> a wise person doesn't criticize your suggestion. A wise person can learn from anybody. And again, Proverbs tells us that a fool thinks he needs no advice, and a wise man listens to others. 
If it's true, you listen and you learn from it. And if it's false, then you ignore it and then you forget it. Then he tells us that wisdom is full of mercy and good fruit. And again, we're talking about the kind of wisdom for, to have harmonious relationships and to have unity in our relationship. So ask yourself this morning, do you, do you tend to jump on people every time they make a mistake? Do you ever hound people, maybe even your spouse, about their past mistakes, maybe even using them as leverage, and you never set them free even though they've asked for forgiveness? And we say things like, well, you always, or remember when you did the same thing And you're always holding on and bringing up the past as leverage. And James is telling us that if we're wise, we're not going to highlight the mistake because we're going to be full of mercy. In other words, mercy is, I'll give you what you need, not what you deserve, just like Christ did for us. Love forgets mistakes. Nagging about them parts even the best of friends, Proverbs says. And if you're wise, you don't hold it over their heads. You forget it. When somebody stumbles, you don't judge them, you encourage them. And then it says that it's full of good fruit. And we talked about the good fruit on this trip. And good fruit, you see, is, is manifested in actions. It's something that you do. You just don't show sympathy. You just don't write about it or blog about it. You don't, don't just say, hey, I feel for you, or you had it coming to yourself. You do something about it. You take action. It's kindness. It's being a doer of the word, which is what we're studying in in the book of James. And James in chapter 2 tells us that mercy triumphs over judgment. You see, mercy, he says, is a greater principle than judging. And then lastly this morning, he tells us for us to have these harmonious relationships, we need to have a wisdom that is impartial and sincere. And a, a mark of a wise person is that they don't try to hide and disguise their own weakness. You know, these two words, impartial and sincere, when you study them in the Greek, one of them is akiakritos and the other one is anipokritos. Basically, that's where we get the word hypocrite from. It means without hypocrisy. And if you guys recall, in Greek theater, there was usually a couple of actors or maybe even three that would play the entire play. And all they would do is they would change parts. They would just hold up different masks up to their face. And they would play like five or six parts. And these actors were called hypocrites because they had all kinds of masks. Well, James says that if you're smart and if you're wise, you're not going to be a phony in your relationships. You're not going to wear all of these masks and you're not going to try to be something that you're not. Because real wise people are honest and they're open and genuine and real and authentic and what you see is what you get kind of people. In other words, they they don't attain or pretend perfection. Proverbs tells us that you will never succeed in life if you try to hide your sins. Folks, honestly, it's just, frankly, it's dumb to try to pretend that you're perfect because none of us are. None of us have it all together. And people really appreciate honesty. In fact, it helps everyone to be more open because sometimes they might be struggling with the same thing you're being open about. So what we're talking about this morning is how to attain harmony in your relationships. And if we listen to the word this morning, he tells us that basically wisdom and humility, and then he gives us the characteristic. He tells us that wisdom is, is, is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere. And the end result of that, just like we saw in our, in, our, in our trip to Mexico, the end result to that is peace. And we go back to the verse that we started with in verse 18, and it says, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace 
And here's the end result. And they will reap a harvest of goodness, a harvest of righteousness. So how do we get this wisdom that, that James talks about? Well, how do we become one of these wise people in relationships that has peace? Well, the first thing we have to understand is the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge comes from education. Wisdom comes from God. To get knowledge, you look around, you study. To get wisdom, you look up and only up. Knowledge comes from reason. Wisdom comes from revelation. Knowledge is something you learn. Wisdom is a gift. It is a gift for all of us this morning. And in James chapter 1, verse 5, here's what it says. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You see, wisdom is a gift from God. It, 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 I sometimes have to pray that every single day, many times during the day, because I lack wisdom. And then he says, ask of God who gives generally, because our God loves to give. And when you get that wisdom that, that James is talking about, when you get that in your life, day by day, as you allow him in your life, you're going to develop as a person, and your character is going to develop, and you're going to start having these, this harmony in your relationships that you never experienced before. You will find harmony, and you will find peace. And I invite you to take that with you this morning. Will you pray with me? Father, we're just so grateful for what you're doing in our midst, Lord. Just, just from knowing that the work that you're doing in other nations, Lord, and we know that you're alive today because of all the fruit that we see in our lives, Lord. And as we just hear your word this morning from James, Lord, I, I want to pray right now, and if there's any of you out here right now that want to pray this in your heart, just repeat it silently in your heart and say, Lord, I need your wisdom in my relationships today. Father, give me your wisdom, and I'm asking in faith, as best as I know how, Lord, help me not to compromise my integrity. Help me to keep my life pure in an impure world. Help me not to give up on my convictions, just, not, just for a friendship. And Father, help me not to antagonize people. Help me not to minimize their feelings. Father, I'll respect it whether I agree with it or not. Help me to do that no matter how hard it is. Lord, help me to be wise and open to learn and reasonable and, and willing to talk things out. Father, help me to show mercy because, Lord, I need mercy. God, give me wisdom, Lord. Give me that wisdom that you're talking about. And if, if you've never invited Christ into your lives right now or if you want to recommit to Christ right now, I just want you to pray again in your heart and say, Father, make me a new person this morning. Lord, I want you to direct me, and as best as I know how, I will follow you the rest of my life. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that, that through it we become wise people and relating to others. And Lord, I, again, I just ask that you would give us your wisdom. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.